It's the Crown Jewel It's your boy G Motor Great, aka King of the Hustle. Right, all right. Yeah, and we got another episode of Crown Jewels Podcast. You know what I'm saying? I had to come back home, man, and I couldn't come back home without, you know what I'm saying, getting a blessing from a person who inspired me greatly. You know what I'm saying? In all my endeavors, all of my years, you know what I'm saying? I got my boy, none other than Big Hen in the building. All right, y'all. Great to uh, meet you. Great to see you. Great to talk yeah. to you. So, man, how you been, man? Hey, man. Everything is rolling. Everything man. is everything. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. So, yeah. Man, I ain't touched down in the loo in a minute, man. I've mm-hmm. been kind of ducked out for a while, uh, trying to really, yeah. you know what I'm saying, build my presence in Dallas. Yeah. But um, had to come back here, and first thing on my mind is I like, I got to work. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, my show actually on vacation right now. So, when uh, listeners get this, this will be something a little bit new. Uh, I think we re-gearing back up in June, so we're a little mm-hmm. early, but... Yeah, I've been on vacation for the last month, but I'm like, man, I got to bless the mic with something. I can't just go nowhere and not work. Well, when you do what you love, you find yourself uh, trying to tear yourself away from work. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm sure that LeBron cannot pass by a basketball court without shooting a jump. <laughs> you already <So> know. <laughs> when you do what you love, a lot of times you find yourself in positions where you work. Right, right. Also, man, while I'm on the mic here, man, yeah. shout out to Suburban Pro Studios and STL. Definitely, if you're in the yeah. loop, you're looking for a podcast set up, just recording any kind of things, definitely check those guys out. I had mm-hmm. a long relationship with my guy, Matt Sawicki, over there. So shout out for him blessing me with the opportunity to come through and record as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I mean, I can't, you know what I'm saying? I got to let you introduce yourself, you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, for all the listeners, and I know they miss hearing you from, you know what I'm saying, what the fuck in the, in the attic. Yeah, okay. Uh, the uh, podcast with me and uh, DJ Cuddy. Shout out Cuddy, man. Yeah, shout out Cuddy. Working on some things right now. Uh, he's in the Dallas area okay. as we speak, uh, trying to tie some things up. Okay. So, uh, yeah, shout out to DJ Cuddy, most definitely. Uh, I am Henry Thomas, uh, philanthropist, entrepreneur, if you will. Base level, not <laughs> not Bill Cosby level, but uh, just trying to give back to the community, uh, find new, interesting ways uh, for for black men and women to prosper. Yeah, uh, I believe in giving back. I I have a a relationship uh, with the Creator. I, I, my spirituality is is growing. Uh, daily, and these are things that I try to connect people with uh, and share my love of of God, of, of American, African American culture, and things of that nature. So, okay, we're involved in a lot of things, not necessarily leading, but just being a part of African American culture here in America. So, that's what's up, man. This is what we this is what we aspire to do. Yeah, yeah. So, what made y'all get into podcasting, man? Because actually, man, like y'all was on it. Like, I, honestly, man, just to give our credit where credit due, mm-hmm. y'all like some of the founders of the podcast movement in St. Louis. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely think uh, 
we were early. Yeah. Uh, Decon also has has done a lot as far as a podcast are concerned. Uh, just making a platform for young people to get their music out, young artists to be heard. So shout out to Decon. Shout out Decon, man. He's a uh, he. You if you're from St. Louis, you know who he is. Uh, Lil Rome, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. You know, they do a lot of things. But yeah, we did uh, the podcast thing early. Um, today, what you need to recognize is you have to brand yourself. And what you see is a lot of DJs and personalities making efforts to do that in St. Louis. Uh, Tony Scott was one of the first. DJs that started to call for personalities and DJs to brand themselves. He was uh, I don't remember if he was fired or if he ended up walking away from the station, but Tony Scott was a fixture on St. Louis Airwaves for 15, 20 years, easily. And all of a sudden he decided to leave. Well, when we talked to Tony later, and he's been in your area, I'm sure you've had discussions. Actually, yeah, Tony Scott, my actual business consultant, and that's my that's my guy. Yeah. So that's that's who pushed me in the direction of podcasting. Well, this is uh, one of the things that he said, and and we have to be able to prosper from our own efforts. Yeah. For 20 years. It wasn't the station that made the station. It's the personality. That's real. The companies don't make companies. Artists make companies. Yeah. Def Jam is not Def Jam because of the name Def Jam. Right. Def Jam is Def Jam because Run DMC was on Def Jam. Yeah. LL Cool J yeah. was signed to Def Jam. Yeah. Slick Rick was a part of Def Jam. Yeah. Method Man and Red Man are a part of Def That's what makes the mystique of your label, yeah. of your company. So you, as an artist, have to have a claim in that. Yeah. Or the company gets all of the riches and all of the spoils for your work. Yeah, and right. what you'll see is uh, people like DJ Cuddy, people like Stacy Static, uh, the list goes on, Young Dip. They are looking to carve out niches for themselves. Mm-hmm. And hopefully what you're able to do is build up enough of a following where people want to advertise with you. Yep. That's how the record company I mean, excuse me. That's how the broadcasting company makes make money. money. Yep. Whether it's TV or radio, the reason that they make money is because people want to advertise with them. The reason people want to advertise with them is because they're popular and they reach a lot of people. Yeah. If you can get your followers up, you have power. And YouTube really is lowballing. Yeah, honestly. They're really lowballing you. So, and that's the crazy <clears throat> thing because, like, the people who 
uh, are on YouTube. That's really what builds YouTube's entire platform. Like that's what it is. You, there is no YouTube. Yeah. Without you. Yeah. You are YouTube. Yeah. And it's the same thing for a lot of these different platforms. There is no Facebook without your face. Yeah. So once we understand the power that we have as as consumers, we have the ultimate power, financial support. That's what it is. That's the key to everything. Yeah. I was just having this discussion uh, yesterday with something unrelated, but the same principle. Uh, we're talking about... Uh, black economics and uh, one of the things that, that I was discussing was how easy it would be for us to kind of rectify some of these financial situations that we're in I'm yeah. going to give you an example uh, I was shopping in Walmart the other day and I don't know how many people are familiar but uh, in the St. Louis area you got Walmart and then you got Walmart. Okay. <laughs> now, Gary laughs at this because Gary is from St. Louis. Let me explain what I mean by that. Uh, St. Charles, you go to Walmart, what they're supposed to have in stock, they got in stock. Definitely got it. <laughs> now, let's say that I can't make it to St. Charles and Maybe I'm close, riding on 270, and I get off at West Florissant. Yeah. And I end up at the West Florissant location, Walmart. See, when I look for my cocoa butter, the cocoa butter is sold out. <laughs> I'm yeah. looking for my brushes, the brushes are sold out. I say that to say... <clears throat> I could imagine us going to the the heads of Walmart and saying we would expect 25 black regional managers within the next month. When they refused, because they no doubt would refuse. Right. If we, as African-American people, the 12% of African-American people that are in America, if we would say, okay, for the next three months, we will not buy anything from Walmart. Stock We're going to buy everything from Target. Yeah. Every, every item that we need to get, if we got to drive three miles past Walmart yeah. to get to the Target, that's what we'll do they would be back at the negotiating table before that three months was over. Oh, yeah. In two months, Probably they'd be back days. ready to have a discussion after viewing those numbers. And that's crazy. Like, even speaking on black economics, I um, I was watching, um, damn, what is it? Trigger warning? Okay, yeah. Killer Mike? Yeah, yeah. Where, where, like, where they, like, yeah. like it's very With interesting. Killer, Killer Mike, yeah. Killer Mike has Shout something to say. Shout out Killer Hey, for sure, kill. for sure. But he, he said something to the effect that mm. uh, studies show that the black dollar lasts in the black community. That's true. Uh, six hours. That's true. Compared to uh, other communities, it can last twenty days and, and so on. Thirty and so on. days. Yeah, for some of them. 
And, and that's crazy. That that goes to show you that uh, it's not enough of us. So like having it's not enough of our own type owning our owning companies in those other spaces. I definitely agree with that. This is the thing. Okay. We bought the wrong dream. And uh, Martin Luther King started to recognize this in his latter years. Yeah. This is why I believe his, his change in ideologies is what got him killed, is what I believe. Uh, in some of his last speeches, he talked about uh, segregation versus integration mm-hmm. and how at that time the black movement, his, his portion was pushing towards segregation, Mm -hmm. inclusive, you know. And I remember there was a speech that he did later on in his career where he talked about fearing that he had integrated his people into a burning house. Yeah. Uh, What he meant by that was... When we had segregation, okay, the hierarchy started and ended with us. What I mean by that is in the black neighborhood, it had its own hierarchy. Yeah. We weren't trying to fit into the American uh, paradigm, if right. you will. Right. We had our own. So you had your own carpenter for the black community. You had your own mechanics for the black communities. You had your own car salesman for your black communities. There was certain police that worked in the black communities. Uh, The milkman. They worked in the black community, the paper boy that worked in the black community. What they created was businesses for black people. Yeah. Okay. So Mr. Jones down the street that runs his own mechanic shop, well, he teaches other young black men to do mechanics. He gives them jobs. He shows them business models. They go on to work for him, or possibly they go on to start their own shops other places. And all of that money circulates in the black community, and we take care of each other. Yeah. Instead of us going to the white man and asking him for a job, where, no doubt, nepotism is is taking place. Well, see, we have our own nepotism in the black community yeah. where we can decide this person gets this job yeah. or this person gets this job. Well, now we're left to beg for these jobs from people that have uh, no stake in our future. Right. And and it's just not a, a good idea. One of the worst things that I've seen happen is the black hair care industry that made millionaires out of African-American people being taken over by uh, 
Arab and yeah, that's why Vietnamese man. people. That's why, because if you go to like, I mean, just being here, of course, I've been riding around, just checking out the old neighborhoods. Yeah. And I'm like, man, you've only seen three yeah. black hair care. Uh, yeah. And, 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 and it's like it's, it, that's that's our industry. Like they sell to us, they create these ideas for us, these products for us, and then don't, and then disrespect us in the store. This is my thing. How long? How much do you think they want to be in the black community? <laughs> I mean, what's wild is that I, I don't think too too much longer because I, I felt like that with the beauty supply. If you look at mm. Back in the day when I was a young boy running around St. Louis, mm-hmm. it was mostly owned by Koreans, Asians, and things like that. And they the funny thing and they is, dip. the funny thing is, you are a little younger than I am. Yeah. Now, when I was young, those were all black businesses. That's crazy. That's the funny thing about that. And many of those gas stations yeah. were black-owned gas station. We have to be committed. Ladies, if it costs you five, ten more dollars a bundle, drive past other nationalities that are selling you hair and only buy from black people. If we did that, we could run them out of our neighborhood in the same three months that I was telling you about with Walmart. Yeah. Well, there are things that we can control as far as economics. The problem is we can't do these things. There is nothing we can do from a political standpoint in America apart. We have to be able to agree long enough to make a point to show our power. We have to say, as a collective, there's, we, we, we don't have enough people. See, what you got to recognize is the NRA probably has as many members as it is black people in America. Right. The LGBT community probably has as many members as it is people in the African-American community yeah. here in America. Our numbers are small. We're 12%. We have a we, that that's a very small portion. Yeah. But if we do things together, if we do things together, they will respond to our economic pressure. We have to do things together. We are not white people. Yeah. White people have their numbers are so huge. The numbers are so astronomical that they can have all of these little different focus groups and different focus groups can decide they want to do this and do that. And those focus groups are large enough and put enough money into the political machine that they're able to make changes. Please. I usually don't have these discussions uh, (laughs) where people that are not in the African-American community can hear us. Okay? Right. So, shh. <laughs> don't tell black people what I'm, what I'm about to say. Don't, don't, don't put this out to your white friends at, <laughs> at work. Okay? This is just for us. This is between us. Right. Okay? I want you, I love Obama. 
I love the way that he represented African American people mm-hmm. in the White House. Okay. But I want you to look at take his charisma apart. Take his let, let's move the charisma to the side. Okay. Move what you think about him. Yeah. Move re- remove how classy he is. Right. Okay. And I just want you to think about what was done and what was not done. Yeah. Okay. Were you satisfied with President Obama's response to Ferguson? Yeah. Or, or to Trayvon, you know what I'm saying? Because that was both happened under his watch. Were you satisfied with that? When President Obama had an he had an opportunity where he this is supposed to be the president's decision. Yeah. He had an opportunity where they had a perfectly qualified black woman that he could have suggested to the Supreme Court. Did he do that? Or did he send a a Latino woman who was also qualified? Yeah. Did he suggest that she be on the Supreme Court? See, and that, and speaking into that, man, that's that's a conversation I did have recently where a, a lot of people be upset with other people when they don't vote. Now, I'm the type of person, I, I don't have a biased perspective on either way. You do what right. you feel comfortable. Okay. But I feel like personally I can understand why people think that they their voting doesn't matter. I feel like that a lot of people uh, overlook that there was a huge campaign from Latinos who raised uh, a, a few million dollars that did go to uh, Obama's campaign. He did. So when, when Th- their This is what, I, I don't think the African-American community as a whole understands the political process. Exactly. I think what we thought was Obama is a black man. Yeah. Therefore, he is going to do what is best for black people. Yeah. He is a black man that is a politician. Exactly. Okay? And the political machine works like you give us money for our campaign. Yep. And you give us the money for future considerations. Yeah. So, my question is, did African American people raise $50 million and give it to Obama expecting a favor the way that Latino people did. And, and the way that the, uh, I'm going to just say the, the way that people, the I LGBT yeah, community. I, I the mixed up a little I bit. Know. But. The A, B, C, D, E, F, G, whatever. <laughs> the, but they, yeah, they did they that also, did, yeah. and that is how they got gay marriage. Gay, yeah, exactly. That is how they got gay yeah, marriage. Exactly. And we have to recognize first how the political machine works. Okay? The next thing we have to do is... Eva Longoria was one of the... She was hitting the Latinos, you know what I'm saying? She did, and there were uh, quite a few uh, MLB players that... uh, And it's the same thing for us. If if we can come up with a group of people that can donate, we can get some things done. That being said, we can get things done without that if 
we maintain and are committed to staying together. And I, I feel like that, and that's the problem with a lot of people in our community, is that I feel like that we're, we always looking for a leader or some leadership instead of just like like the old school term, govern yourself accordingly. Instead of governing yourself, and that's, and that's what I'm saying, like I, I hear people talking about voting and everything else, and I'm like, dude, like it start like this, like they like, yeah, but all black people need to stick together. We do. But if you're a person that's fighting for black people to stick together and you can't get the people in your household to vote or, can, or get the people in your neighborhood to vote, I mean, that's how I feel. I feel like you have to manage your household. I agree with that. And then, and I, and then branch out, and then you can spread it. But you know, you know what? what I mean? Small. Yeah. Small leadership. Exactly. Everybody is looking for a Martin Luther King leader. And I feel like that Instead that, of a Martin Luther King leader, if we can start, like you said, with every man governing his house. Yeah. If you start there and you can just get a leader on your street. Yep. If we could just do that, if we could make that happen, then we could get a community leader. Exactly. That could lead the leaders on the street. Exactly. Then we could get a small leader that leads all of the community leaders. Exactly. And I and, know this sounds foreign and to, to, to the listeners, but is. this is what all other um, minorities, uh, white people, that's what they do. Yeah. This is just what they do. They I think- agree. And I'm going to tell you what else, too. A big part of that is the lack of mentorship and a lack of respect for authority that we are raising our kids with. There's hard, it's difficult to have a good leader when we are not raising good followers. Yeah. We, we our, our kids are not good followers. Yeah. They, nobody can tell them anything. And I think the, the cuddling of these mothers, we, we have to have uh, men involved whether they the fathers of the kids or not. Yeah. It can be uncle, it can be coach, it yeah. can be teacher. Whatever the case may be, our women are making an effort to protect our children, okay? You shouldn't have to protect your child from a black man. Right. A black man should be helping you protect your child. We have to learn, we have to relearn to trust each other as black men and women are concerned. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's one of our that's one of our biggest problems. And that's the, that's been one of my biggest focus on bringing Crown Jewels up. When originally when I started this out, it started as uh, a lack of communication amongst people. I felt that I had homeboys and I had homegirls who were coming to me having the same conversation but not listening to From each a other. From different perspective. You know what I'm saying? They're not listening to it. They're asking for the exact same thing but not listening to each other. And that's where uh, I, I, I kind of started Crown Jewels based off of that. But speaking of that and just kind of segueing mm-hmm. a bit, um, I'm looking at, uh, it's a lot of... The definition of what a man is and masculinity nowadays, mm-hmm. I feel like it's changing. Under attack. Yeah, it's, it's definitely yeah. under attack, man. Like, and I feel like what used to be okay, 
I, I ain't gonna lie, man. Back when I was in fifth grade, I was squeezing girl booties. It was cool. We playing catch a girl, get a girl. Yeah. The, nowadays, that's the case. You know what I'm saying? I don't, like the, that's sexual assault. You know it what is. I'm saying? And it, it, like I was talking to a few of my homegirls, and they like, yeah, I like an aggressive man. I'm like, you got to detail that, cause what what do you mean aggressive? Like she like taking charge, taking. I'm like, that's the that's the shit to get you a case nowadays. You know what I'm saying? You gotta be Depending very on who. <laughs> you're dealing with that I, that is very true so you know I, I think like with that I mean I, I feel that as a black man we are up against um, we, we you get looked down on from your woman the queens you get looked down on from your children because we probably did some things that messed up and we ain't that for our children like we need to be you get looked down on before from the you, other before you go any further uh I want to say this really quick concerning that. My mother worked uh, for the Division of Family Services for 35 years. You know, right down, right around the corner from Best Steakhouse yeah. and the Fox. Yep. Uh, there is the truth, and then there is a narrative. Yeah. Okay. The two oftentimes look very similar, but they are not. I'm going to give you an example of that that's unrelated, and then I'm going to give you an example that is related. Okay. Uh, the face of heroin for many years was African American. Yeah. Uh, Oftentimes, the uh, the nineteen twenties and nineteen thirties, jazz musicians yeah. falling asleep, needle in the arm. Okay. The truth of the matter is, it's really a Caucasian American problem, Facts. Facts. mostly. I mean, that's just like inner city poverty. Like you, when I. Every time we get a new president, you know, you get the old people or the, you know, the people on welfare who like, oh, man, they're going to cut our welfare. And the facts is when st statistically looking at the numbers, it's more Caucasian people are benefiting from the system. Than the, the truth of the matter is, how could it not be? Exactly. If it's 12 percent African-American people in this country and it's, what is it, 60 percent yeah, Caucasian? Like, yeah. How... Could the numbers not be that? Yeah, it's the same thing uh, as as far as uh, uh, incarceration is concerned. Now the percentages are ridiculous. Yeah, percentage wise, there are too many black people in the system for twelve percent of this country. Yeah, to be, but we are overcriminalized. Period. I mean, that's. That's neither here nor there. The point I'm making about this is the way it looks, the way it's written, it sounds like the numbers are overwhelmingly yeah. black. They're not. And I say that to say the narrative that black men are not in their children's lives, that's just not as true as the powers that be 
would have you think. And, and that's facts. I spoke. It's I was just, just not that true. I just talked to my girl about that because uh, I work in insurance and I talk to a lot of people. You get a lot mm-hmm. of sympathy stories when people when it comes to paying people bills. Yeah. The thing is that man, what I'm starting to notice, um, yes, it's 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 more black men not in their children's life than we would want, but. It's just as many white men not in their children's life the same exact way, but it's not reported on. Right. It's just as many single mothers raising children that a man skipped out on on that side of the fence as it is on our side of the fence. Right. And that's that's what the truth is. The yep. other part of that is uh, when you talk about government assistance, my mother said that when they started some of these uh, housing projects... Uh, Blue Meyer, Cochran, etc. Yeah, what they were doing is they were coming around, sending uh, agents looking in the closets and underneath beds yeah. for men's shoes. I heard about to that. make sure that you didn't have a man if you had Section Eight. Now I heard this, about especially over the old Pruitt Igo. Pruitt Igo, yeah. yes, definitely. You know, I taught at Central Catholic. Yeah, yeah. right up the street from uh, Pruitt Igo. Uh, for a little while uh, my my point in saying that is this why if we know that our children or communities are better with married couples with married men and women that have family units why would the government encourage that the black man and black woman not be married. And, and that's exactly like... See, so, that's... Uh, hold I'm sorry. No, no, you got... My, <laughs> my point in saying that is you're encouraging yeah. them not to be with the father of those children yeah. because they have to pick between being knowing that they'll be able to eat or having the father of their children with them. Why wouldn't you give them the option for both of them? Make it an incentive. Yeah. Why wouldn't you give them more benefits if they were married yeah. and less if they were not to incentivize being married? Yep. See, all of these things, you look at them, but what you were going to, uh, Gary, is very important. I think uh, there's definitely... Uh, an attack on masculinity. Yeah. There's definitely an attack on masculinity, and I want us to be very careful about what community they gear that attack toward most viciously. Yeah. And I say that, I let me give you an example with uh, entertainment. I have not seen a television show that is more overt sexually than Empire. Yeah. I haven't seen any show that is uh, geared toward Caucasians that, I mean, I I don't watch Empire, but I've seen, you know, when it first came out, I saw a couple of shows and, then the ladies talk about it. I know Stacey Static talks about Empire. And some of the things that I have heard about, yeah. some of the shows that they have done, I haven't heard of anything else Man. 
even close and that's the, to that. That's the agenda, I feel like, of now society. Speaking kind of back what you were saying about the the uh, apartment situation, um, like, I, I feel like that the government agenda was to, all right, just bringing it back even further. We, we'll talk about biblical stance of what a provider is and what a protector is. That's, uh-huh. that's the man. So you know that um, the man represents or he's going to stand in and not let certain things happen to the family or, or the, the wife, the children. So if we, to break that up, to make the, to make us have control over what's going on, we tell them that, hey, I'll give you money as an incentive if you get rid of your husband, which means you have to be dependent on us, the system, which means we get to have control I, and say I'm, so. I'm your man. Exactly. Point blank. I want exactly. the government has gotten African American women to turn them to trade in the black man. Yeah. For the government. And if you look at like I I, st- I kind of pulled myself off of Facebook because I got to a point of Facebook of looking at people where it's the women always. You say one thing about women, it's an it's a ah oh, you don't support us, you don't protect us. But women all day long jab, 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 jab at men, and it's jokes and it's funny. And this is to this me, they, is, I got a little tired of that a little this bit. This is a, and this is the problem. Okay, what the machine of white superiority and racism? What it has done, the the best job that it did was turning African-American people against one another. Yep. And it's done that in a variety, variety of, of ways. ways. Yep. We have, again, there are jokes, and then there is the truth disguised as a joke. Yeah. Okay? The jokes that we tell about light-skinned and dark-skinned people, they are not jokes. These are... uh, It's a rift between African-American people that's been going on since slavery. Yeah. And that's just it. We have to recognize what these things are. The next thing, black women versus black men. Yeah, that's another self-hating practice Fam, and that, that they and that have gotten us me. to adopt. That and one killed me a lot because even with the recent things about the abortion, I've been seeing a lot of women post about a man shouldn't have a say so about what a woman do with her body, or a man should uh, a, a man. Uh, we need to force men to take care of them if they can force us not to have them. And I'm like, bro, this is not a man versus woman situation. This is the abuse of 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 the system against the people. That's right. not. It's a, and most of the men that I know who who do use that platform to speak out, they've been speaking out against it. You know what I mean? So it's not. I don't like that yeah. we play against each other on that. That's but not us. This is this is again. It's an example of self hate. Yeah. And they don't have to do anything. This machine, this mechanism that causes us to go against each other, it keeps us from going against who we really need to be opposing. Yeah. Which is the powers that be, the government. Right. So we, we're steady, you know, and, and I'm gonna tell you one that people don't recognize. 
in the African-American community. Young versus old. Oh, yeah. The, Especially this, in the hip-hop uh, genre, you know. This is going to keep us divided. Exactly. Yeah. You, We don't need, you know, Bone Thugs and Harmony versus the Migos. Right. Or, or T.I. versus Kodak Black, you know what I'm saying? We don't need... Kodak Black, the the best of, and this is not about Kodak Black. It's about young and old African-American people uh, getting a better understanding yeah. with each other. Kodak Black and T.I. is the same thing as a young and old brother in the neighborhood. And what we got to recognize is... A lot of these young brothers have not a have not been taught what is proper respect. They have not been taught what is correct, what is acceptable to do. Right. Okay. And part of that is us. Yeah. We have not done an excellent job of mentoring. I can say that, man. Because okay. if you think about the '90s, you know what I'm saying. In the '90s. What you have in, um, what is it, Free, uh, Freak Nick, you know what I'm saying? With every music being like, uh, fuck a bitch, fuck a hoe, you know what I'm saying, all it of that. Did. We kind of... Those things have affected. Yeah. And, and, you know, us, we love hip-hop. Real quick, big difference. I grew up listening to MC8. Yeah. Okay, great rapper, all right? Big difference in hip-hop in a nutshell. MCA had a song called Death Wish where he killed 45, 50 people in the song. Yeah. I did not think that MCA killed 45 or 50 people in said day in Los Angeles. Yeah. I enjoyed the story. Today, these young people believe... (laughs) They do. They believe... That these dudes really do this. I had this conversation. Well, you got with one rapper who, who seemed like he on trial for it. Some, now. And some of them are. Some art imitates life, and yeah. life imitates art yeah. as well. Don't forget that. Uh, I, I had this conversation a couple of years ago with somebody. Uh, I preferred Rick Ross over Young Jeezy because I thought that Rick Ross was a better lyrical rapper, okay? Most people would agree with that, all right? The reason that the person I was debating with thought that Young Jeezy was better is because he was realer. Now, what I asked him was, have you ever been to Atlanta? He was like, no, I ain't never been to Atlanta. I said, so you've never even been to Young Jeezy City. What makes you think that Young Jeezy is so real. Right. What about Young Jeezy has you convinced that he really did what he was saying (laughs) and Rick Ross didn't do what he was saying? See, he believed that Young Jeezy was the the real deal. Yeah. And these kids go out and do it. Young Jeezy's son just graduated from Morehouse. (laughs) See, your son is probably just getting out of the state pen. Yeah. But young Jeezy's kid is going to Penn State. <laughs> right. See, <laughs> we have to recognize the truth about that. And what I need for for our, our celebrities to do is to tell the truth about it. Man, for real. 
for real. So uh, we got to do this again, Gary. It's oh, a lot sure, of things man. that uh, I do want to talk about and discuss. I think we need to get African a season in, man. <laughs> <laughs> we, it's a season worth of issues that need to be discussed. <laughs> I definitely agree with that. But yeah, man, while I got you, man, if you yep. want to, uh, what you got coming up? Uh, we're doing a few things. Uh, you know that I'm I'm doing a program uh, with Slate in conjunction with Slate. It's yeah. the uh, Compass Rose Initiative where we are working with young men and women that have had trouble with the law. We are working with them as far as extending educational opportunities, employment opportunities, uh, training opportunities to get young men and women up to par so that they can work and make some money. Just okay. to be totally honest with you. Uh, these are some of our biggest barriers as far as young people are concerned. These are some of the lures into uh, criminal activity. And what we are trying to do is... Uh, is put a bridge over troubled water yeah. for young people in St. Louis. So, so how can I reach you for the for the program? Uh, give me a call directly, 314-502-3364. Ask for Big Hen. If you need help or assistance uh, getting a job, getting education, getting vocational training, and you are from the ages of 18 to 25, give me a call. And we can set you up for that bad, immediately. Bad. Again, three one four five zero two thirty three sixty four. Big hand. We are we getting another episode of uh, What the Fuck in the Attic? Uh, I, you know, me and Cuddy just had a discussion about that. We're about to do a two hour special, and I am also going to be doing uh, a ten part series on faith. I recently had a very serious health uh, scare, and it just brought forth the mortality of every man and woman yeah. and I want to share my love of God with people uh, so we're going to be doing some uh, some Bible studies and things of that nature but That's I'll good, be sending man. those uh, those 10 examples of faith out very soon on Facebook and small snippets on IG as well man, let uh, me know man I'm going to definitely get it up on the website get it up on there and in any any man or guy, reach out to me. Yeah. If you uh, you want to discuss things, if you like me to speak, if if you you need to extend your platform, whatever the case may be, I'm looking to work with the uh, people in the kingdom to uh, to further God's message. So whatever I can yeah. do as far as that is. That is concerned. I'm looking forward to doing. Give me a call. Let's link up. I have all of my information available on uh, Facebook as well as IG. Thank you. Bad, bad. Man, I appreciate you again for coming out, man. Man, a lot of y'all don't know, man. The name Gmo came from my big brother Hen. You know what I'm saying? So. Gmo. This is my guy, y'all. This is a, a, so. a very positive young man. And from the beginning, you've had a. Uh, a great entrepreneurial spirit and I expect that you're going to be very successful oh, just yeah, man, keep throwing these that. things to the wall and <laughs> one of them going to stick oh, yeah, man, believe definitely. it 
Yeah, I appreciate that. But yeah, man, any info, any questions you got for him, you can definitely hit me up as well. Uh, go over to the website, www.crownjewelspodcast.com. You can definitely follow all my links, catch the shows on there, uh, as well as follow what's going on on social media. So uh, again, man, that's the jewel for the day. You know what I'm saying? We out. All right, all right. If you know, you know. You know. You know.